Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Munchau at the Library of Congress. I am sitting down today with Karen Kenninger, the Director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped at the Library of Congress. Karen just completed her first full year as Director back in March and is looking to bring NLS to the forefront of handicapped library services in the United States. How are you today, Karen? I am well. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So first of all, just start off by telling me the responsibilities as Director. The National Library Service program has approximately 120 staff, and so part of my job is obviously to oversee the whole program, including the staff in Washington, D.C., and then we have about 100 libraries across the country that, that are cooperating with us to provide our services. So my job is to oversee that entire program and to look at what's coming up in the future and, and plan um, basically have visioning and leadership responsibilities as well. And would you mind describing to me the career path that led you to this position and how you got to the library? Certainly. When I was seven years old, I began my career path toward this position, I think, because when I was seven years old, I got my very first books in Braille from the library that's one of the cooperating libraries for the National Network. I grew up in Iowa, and I got, um, began to read Braille when I was seven, and that was the beginning of my love for this program, which now serves over half a million Americans who can't read standard print because of visual or physical disabilities. So I started there and went through high school and college using the program services. I worked at a number of jobs and raised a family and then went back and got a master's degree and was hired by the uh, Iowa Department for the Blind to write grants, oversee some grant projects, and to um, do some other administrative sorts of work. And in 2000, I was um, sent up to the, National, or to the Iowa Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped as the interim director when the director had left. And I was captivated by the possibilities of that library and when the job, the permanent position came open, I applied and was, was appointed to that position. And I worked in that position for eight years, bringing that library forward in many areas, I think, in our recording program, in transition from our cassette program to the digital program that NLS has now, and also just modernizing a number of things in the library. In 2008, the position of director of the Iowa Department for the Blind became available. And I applied for that at the urging of a number of my colleagues. I was appointed to that position in 2008, and that position oversaw not only the Iowa Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, but also the Vocational Rehabilitation Program and the Independent Living Program and Adult Orientation and Adjustment Center and a Business Enterprises Program. So it was a, a multifaceted program that I oversaw for four years. And then this position came open, and again, I was encouraged to apply, and I thought this would be a very exciting way to end my career, coming back to a program that I've loved since I was seven, and looking at bringing this program forward into the modern era of technology and, and just moving everything forward. And you've only been here for a little over a year now, but already the NLS has organized the first ever Braille Literacy Conference. Would you mind telling me a little bit about the goals of the conference and the outcomes of putting it on? Certainly. Braille is, for a person who is blind, the primary literacy medium. That's how 
what replaces print, letter for letter, comma for comma, Braille is my literacy medium. The people that we serve in the National Library Service primarily, for the most part, are not Braille readers for a, a number of reasons, but um, there is a, a significant percentage who are. In the past several years, we have been working very diligently on our audio program to bring that forward from the cassette-based program that it was into a digital-based program, and that's been very successful. But the Braille program has, I will say, languished during that time because the focus was not on the Braille program. Meanwhile, the Braille program has a need to be modernized just as the audio program did. And what I'm looking for in organizing this conference was for direction for the National Library Service program for Braille. We brought together a number of, or about 100 people from various corners of the Braille world. We had Braille literacy professionals, we have Braille readers, we have Braille technology professionals, Braille production experts, we had some Braille um, people who are involved in policy making. We had a, some parents, we had a wide variety of people who looked at the whole issue of Braille literacy from a number of angles. And the goal was to have this group of people tell us what they thought NLS particularly and Braille, the world of Braille in general, should be doing to carry it forward into the 21st century. We spent three days talking about it from a number of different angles and we got what I believe were some very solid recommendations from the group. And what are some of those, what were some of the recommendations that they gave? Would you mind just giving me some examples? Certainly. I think one of the top recommendations was that NLS should provide a, a Braille e-reader for people who could use who could use it throughout the country. Braille e-readers are expensive right now and they're not available to the average reader that we have because of the cost. And NLS is not in a position to to do that at the moment, but as the technology improves and changes, and we're hoping that that will be within the next four or five years, that we will be able to look at that kind of, of service to the people that we um, serve. So that was one of the top recommendations. They also recommended that we have more Braille training materials, that we have more, uh, a more of a collaborative and outgoing or outward looking um, promotional program for Braille to, so that the people could understand better what the value of Braille is. It seems to be a bit misunderstood these days. And also some other things such as bringing tactile drawings back into our hard copy Braille and providing um, Braille on demand rather than, than the way that we've always done it, which is to make X number of copies and distribute them to the libraries and, and circulate whichever ones circulate. So those are some of the primary recommendations that came out of the program. And this kind of, my next question, it kind of ties back into what you were just saying about one of the recommendations being an e-reader, mm -hmm. because when you first uh, were named to the director position, you said that one of the goals for NLS is to enhance the reading experience for all NLS patrons by leveraging current and future technologies. So are there any technologies that NLS is working on that may come up in the next couple of years? Yes, one of the things that we're doing right now and hope to be able to release within the next month or so is an app for the iPhone, iPad, iPod family. And that will be, <coughs> excuse me, with that app you'll be able to read our Braille books and you'll be able to read our audio books. 
Um, with the Braille books, you'll need a Braille display to, to go with it. But, but that's going to be something I think that's going to be very popular. Uh, we've already been getting a lot of interest in the app, and we've, as we've demonstrated it at consumer conventions and, and other places, we've had a lot of very positive feedback. So the one for the Apple-based products, the iOS-based products, is coming out very soon. The one for the and we're doing an, another one for the Android operating system, and that one is a little bit behind um, because the accessibility in the Android system has been not as advanced as what's in the iOS system, but that's coming out as well. So those are a couple of things that, that I think are going to be very um, imminent and, and very popular. We're also going to be looking at um, using text-to-speech, not for our primary reading, that will be human narrated, but there are pieces of books that we sometimes don't do because they're not in, uh, interesting enough, the cost is there, whatever, um, to do an entire narration of them. For example, a long bibliography or an index or all of the, uh, all of the notes. We would call those skippable elements, and if somebody wanted to read them, we're looking at possibilities of using text-to-speech to, to put those pieces of books in so that the people who wanted them could read them and the people who didn't care about them could just skip them. So those are some of the things that are coming up right now. Mm -hmm. And you also said that you wanted to increase NLS readership by 20% over the next five years. Mm -hmm. And is there anything <coughs> that NLS is doing or plans on doing to increase that readership? Absolutely. One of the things that I think is going to increase the readership is, in fact, the apps for the iPhone and the Android systems. I think that's going to attract a, a group of people who are currently not using our programs because they'll be able to download directly from our BARD reading, our, our BARD site, which is our download site. They'll be able to download directly into their iPhones or other, other devices and read on these mainstream devices. So that, I think, is going to be very popular. We also are working with the Bureau of Print Engraving and Printing, and we will be helping them to distribute a currency reader as part of a project that they have. However, we think that that will also help us to get the word out about our program to people who may otherwise not have heard about it. So we'll kind of tandem with that advertising. Um, there are some other things we're doing to increase partnerships with with various organizations who serve people who would be eligible for our services, and we are in the process right now of looking at um, contracting with a an organization to do public education and outreach in a, on a national scale for us as well. So those are some of the initiatives that we're working on right now. Okay, and in your time at the library, have you ever come across anything that has really surprised you or wowed you about the library that maybe you didn't see or didn't have the opportunity to work with in some of your other jobs? I, coming to Washington, D.C. has been a, really quite an experience, but one of the things that I did not expect and have been delighted about is the concert series at the library and also the exhibits that are, that are ongoing here. I have had the opportunity to take advantage of those since I'm living here, and I've been really intrigued by that. But the other side of the, the other thing that has been really exciting to me is all of the digitization that the library is undertaking because that makes material that had previously been un inaccessible to me as a print document, it makes it much more available to me as a, as a person who might be interested in researching. And so I'm very excited about that project as well, or that whole overall program. Mm -hmm. And getting off of the 
library and your position, just talking a little bit more about you, is you know, can you just tell me an interesting fact about yourself, or do you have any hobbies or experiences that you'd like to share? <laughs> well, interesting fact, I guess. Um, one of the joys of my life is my family. I have six grown children, all in professional jobs, and and um, that's that's a very exciting part of my life ongoing. They're mostly back in Iowa, so I've been missing them. I also, um, hobbies-wise, I guess I like to read, not too surprising. I like to write, um, and I also love tandem biking. We've done some long-distance tandem bike trips in the past and hope to be able to do that some more. Okay, well, that's all the questions I have for you today. Uh, once again, I've been speaking to the Director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped at the LOC, Karen Kenninger. Thank you for joining me today, Karen. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, for more information on the NLS, visit loc.gov NLS.